Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Podcast of the Galaxy. I am here once again with Jared. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm doing very well. How are you, Ron? I'm pretty good. Uh, winding down to the end of the school year, obviously, for both of us. So that is really nice. Graduation is uh, looming. <clears throat> so we're both preparing for our uh, next steps here, um, which, you know, is both exciting and nerve wracking. But uh, uh, nothing's changing in terms of the podcast as of right now, because we are back with um, a very exciting episode today. Um, it's been a while. Um, it's been since we reviewed Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, today we have a new movie to review. This is not uh, MCU, obviously, but this is this is a Marvel property. And since we both and Jared, you in particular, absolutely adored the first one, uh, Into the Spider Verse, we are going to be covering the second one that just released, and Across the Spider Verse. And boy, do we have some thoughts about this. The way this is going to work a little bit differently. Um, just like any review that we've done, we are going to do first reactions first. Uh, it's just this time, Jared, you will not be going first. For uh, you, The uh, audience is obviously going to know why after they hear your first reactions. But I'm going to pay respect to your review here because I think this is a little more important for you. And I'm going to let, save the best for last year. So I am going to go first. And I am going to give my um, first reaction here. So um, I'm just going to put it out there right now. Uh, awesome. Awesome movie. Um, quite brilliant. Um, there is not one thing I hated about this film. Not one thing I even disliked about this film. Not one thing I... Not one flaw that I have about this film. What I mean, if we want to talk about flaws, maybe, yeah, it could have... <laughs> Could have gone another two hours and I would have loved it. Um, it it did everything. So like I'm a, obviously I'm a Spider-Man fan. So, you know, I was going and, and I'm a Spider-Verse fan, like I said. So I was definitely most certainly uh, going into this. Um, it, it expected big things. I was actually not prepared to um, get um, to come out of the theater saying that this was going to be better than the first one because the first one was just fantastic. But uh, no, the, the second one certainly surpassed my expectations. Uh, just to go over everything briefly, because Jared, I don't want to steal a lot of your thunder here. Music, one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. That's, yeah. Uh, characters, some of the best character development I've seen by a long shot with pretty much most of the characters. Most of the characters involved. Gwen, Miles, uh, Miguel. I'll talk about Miguel later. He's going to be a big aspect of uh, my overall review here. The spot, and also going to be a big aspect of my review here because I absolutely, I, I absolutely adored the spot, and I'm actually going to be saying some bold things about him later on. Um, loved him. Character development, great. All that, great. Animation much better than the first one. And the animation in the first one was actually incredible. So the fact that they took it above and beyond with a second one, it, it just absolutely amazing. I, each shot was mesmerizing. It was, I, I was blown away by it. I could never do something like that in my life. So to see very talented people work on, on like this beautiful animation that, you know, either neither of us could ever 
ever um, uh, like imagine is just incredible. And the way that this was brought on screen, uh, just amazing. The, you know, between the cliffhanger ending, which I love, I really don't mind cliffhanger endings uh, as long as they're executed well. This was executed perfectly. Um, the last time I got enjoyment out of a big cliffhanger ending, which I don't think I've really seen any, to be fair, but like to me, cliffhangers, if it's good, it really makes the movie better. And this cl cliffhanger certainly made the movie even better. And it got me excited for the third one. And the last time I felt this way was for Infinity War. Um, and I, Infinity War is my all time favorite Marvel movie. So that's saying something. Um, cause this cliffhanger was really big and got me really hyped. Um, so yeah, it, it, that's all I'm going to say regarding my first reactions. Cause Jared, I know you have a lot to say as well. Uh, all in all, amazing film, amazing film. Uh, so that's my first reaction to this. Jared, what are your first reactions to this film? <clears throat> so. Honestly, I don't, I don't even know where to start with this movie. I mean, it is, it is the most visually stunning movie I've ever seen. It is the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. Every shot that's in it is different, but also so uniquely beautiful. Even when characters are changing, the color palettes are always changing. There was a scene where Gwen was talking with her father. And the room around them was very, it, it wasn't distinctly, um, there, there wasn't much there, but the colors in the room kind of signified the emotion. It was very, very cool to see, but the colors constantly changed. The colors were amazing. The fact that this was hand-drawn was just absolutely fantastic. And I can understand why it took so long for them to come up with the second one. I mean... It was just so, so incredibly beautiful. And as you said, the soundtrack, so amazing. I'm still listening to it. I was listening to a song, I would say about, I don't know, uh, 15 minutes ago. There was so, so many good songs. The ending song is absolutely amazing. There, there was, it was just so fantastic from both the visuals and music. Not to even talk about the characters who, I mean, I'll start with Spot. The Spot, I mean... I've never seen a villain progress so much in one movie going from someone who is an absolute joke, who I didn't think was going to be a big villain movie. I thought it was just there to like showcase miles doing stuff. And he took that villain of the week to heart and he became a literal multiversal threat where he can now travel throughout the multiverse and completely power up. And when he finally, absorbed all of the dark energy from the particle collider he looked so amazing he had a different art style on him it was very wispy and it was animated on twos so it looked very comic book-esque but it was so incredible he looked amazing very very frightening um but then to get to like miles i'll do miles first miles i'll be honest this might be blasphemy to you Rowan, but miles might be my favorite spider-man i've ever seen it's I'm, not a boss man. It's not at all. He's just, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, all of Spider-Man are great, to be honest. It's probably the best characters out of any, like, multiple character thing. But Miles, I don't know what it is. He's, he's to me, super relatable. And it's just, 
he's just such a good character. Great acting as well. Great voice acting because obviously it's not it's not the same essence. It's not in the same essence as you know live action, but just the voice acting is amazing. Him as a character, the character development that he went through is absolutely fantastic. The strength that he shows in the, as an individual is so entertaining to watch. And then you get to like Gwen, absolutely fantastic as well. Each, I'm so glad they focused on Gwen as well a little more this movie. Actually developing the relationship with her dad and developing her as a character more instead of just keeping her as a side character. There were a lot of characters in the movie that I thought got ample time and were just really, really good. Uh, you had Roddy, or no, 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 uh, what was his name? Forgetting his name. You know the rock star's name? Yeah, Spider Punk. Yeah, I would just call him Spider Punk. Yeah, That's... we can call him Spider Punk. Yeah, I... Well, that is the that is the Spider Man variant's name. I don't know that I don't remember the first yeah. name. Uh, well, yeah, Punk. He he was amazing. He was very um, anti-establishment. He was. Uh, he, he was against any form of power or rules, which was very cool. He ended up coming in pretty clutch in the end, obviously. We can talk about that a little more later. But you had just so many great, great characters. Spider-Man India, that was amazing. So many great characters doing so many great things. The emotion in the movie was fantastic. The twists and, oh my gosh, Miguel. Oh my gosh. That was so... I don't even. I don't even know. Spider Man twenty ninety nine is just fantastic. The design is amazing. The fact that he doesn't even use webs is ridiculous. He's just like when he was going up on the train, he was just digging his claws in and running up instead of using webs like all the Spider Man does. He's so he's different in that way, but it's also his theme is really incredible as well. So every character in here got ample time, and I thought their development was absolutely amazing. I liked every single character. And then you get to, you know, when he went back to, like, Earth-42 and the other Miles Morales, which I'm so excited to see. The Prowler version. Oh, it was just so amazing. There's, again, there's nothing that I could even say it's bad about this movie. I'm going to try to go and see it again this weekend just because I, I want to see it again. I wanted to see it again right when I went to the theater. I wanted to go right into another theater and see it again. It was the best movie experience I've ever had, and it is my favorite movie of all time, as I've dogged it more. Maybe that'll change after I see it another time, but I don't think so. It, it was I was I, I was on my seat for a lot of the movie, and I can't say that for a lot of movies. Like I was genuinely like excitingly anticipating what happened. I I was like trying to go along with the movie, and when that when that ending came, oh my gosh. I would have sat in there and watched it for another three, four, however many hours they wanted me to watch it, I would watch it. If they gave me five more hours, I would sit there and watch it, and I wouldn't care. Just so fantastic, and I I mean, we'll talk about it more after this, but I'll end it off by giving this my golden buzzer. <laughs> that That's not surprising. <laughs> I mean... At this point, I'm glad that you used yours on the Guardians because. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect this to be honest. I was so jealous that you used yours on the Guardians because I completely forgot. But now I'm actually really happy. Yeah. Just... No, I mean, well, first of all, good for you for using it. I, I, you know, I, I still feel comfortable with my Guardians pick, obviously. But I don't get me wrong; I completely. I understand where you're coming from because this movie definitely deserves that honor as well. 
Um, so yeah, I totally support your decision there. I saw it coming from a mile away. I I made a reference. To, I I literally made a reference to this goal in the buzzer moment right when we walked out of the theater, and I'm like, this is probably your. You're gonna uh, be happy that I give the goal of buzzer to Guardians, aren't you? So um, no, I'm glad that you were able to do this though, because I know how much you loved this movie. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm very glad that you were able to do that. But uh, yeah, so a couple things just to respond to you, just so that I keep those thoughts uh, fresh in my head, because there's going to be a lot we talk about. Obviously, this isn't just um, some of these things that I'm talking about now are probably not going to get brought up again. So I just wanted to make them clear now. Um, the end credits music. Uh, and this is kind of going back to my soundtrack thing and how I absolutely love the soundtrack. Um, I've seen a lot of movies. And some of them have just not, and I'm talking about movies like period. Like I'm not just talking about Marvel movies. I mean, certainly it's my favorite um, uh, end credits, end credit music, you know, uh, out of the Marvel movies. And that does beat out things like all the stars from Black Panther, which I loved, but I just, I just loved this even more. Um, But in terms of movies in general, probably my favorite theme and credits theme of all time. I, and I'm not, it, it's just, I've listened to that song. It's called Am I Dreaming? Uh, I suggest looking it up on spot. I, Jared, you probably, you've, ta- I've you've already already been, talked I've been about listening this song. to it. I listened to it this morning, if, actually. That is one of the best songs that I've heard from a soundtrack period, but it's also one of the best, you know, it, it just the, the feeling that was rushing through my body after seeing this movie to combine that with that music, it was just incredible. And it was a highlight for me. The just a simple song, it, like it, it just blew me, it, it blew me away. So, yeah, I needed to mention that because it really, really fantastic song choice. And yeah, that's going to be in my Spotify playlist for a very, very long time. So, and also, I'm not going to be talking about because there's just too much to talk about. So, Spider Punk and Spider Man India. Their introductions were great. I had a blast with them. I mean, obviously, they were not on screen for long. Uh, given the end there, we know what they're going to return. So I'm excited to see it. But they were super fun characters. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed them as well. And I did just want to touch on them because, you know, I'm going to be touching on more, uh, not just them, uh, later on in this review. So, yeah, I based on both of our first reactions, obviously, this is an amazing movie. I'm not even... Um, I'm not ready to talk and you know it kind of helps that it's not an MCU movie so technically I don't have to give MCU movie rankings but what we're you know it's very hard to not put the if this were if we were just talking about Marvel alone very very hard not to put this in my top three as well Um, so yeah I've just I, I was blown away by this movie and like you said Jared I will be going back to see this uh in the theaters absolutely um as well so yeah th- that will do it for for actually well jared before i say that do you have anything else before we move on i mean i think it's i think it's better to just move on i have so many things that i think i'll just talk about them more throughout the podcast yeah so um with that being said we're going to move on to what we usually do favorite parts favorite characters and boy there's probably going to be a lot of them um jared i'm going to throw it over to you first here uh, first, you, I mean, you can do characters, you can do parts first, whatever you want. 
Um, what stood out to you in this film? I mean, honestly, one of the best chase sequences I've seen in so long is when Miles is trying to get away from every spider in the spider society. And they're all just chasing him. He goes up the train. And that entire sequence is just fantastic to when he goes home um, and uh, when he when he finally gets home. It, that's absolutely fantastic. But there are so many amazing moments. The moment when, as, as I said before, the moment when Spot absorbed the particle reactor, that was fantastic. Um, the Oh, the, oh. The really emotional moment when Miles was talking to uh, Miguel about how they were kind of just sitting there not doing anything when people were dying and they were letting that happen. That was really good. That might have been my favorite uh, scene just because there was just so much happening and it was it really showed what kind of character Miles is. There were just so many emotional scenes. There were so many just fantastic, fantastic, fantastic scenes in this. Uh, yeah, I'd probably have to go with that, though. I, I loved that scene and everyone kind of coming together to both say he's wrong and say he's right. I think that Peter, the Peter with the daughter, he was a really good character in this movie and he kind of helped everyone out. But his distrust and trust and the breaking of those, it's just really, really cool to see that in a character that develops him so well. That yeah, I would have to go with that scene. Yeah, um, no, I I actually figured you were going to touch on that. I wasn't so like like you know, um, I wasn't necessarily going to include that in my favorite parts. But that certainly, I mean, certainly a great scene with the chase scene uh, with the spiders with the other Spider Men. Just overall, you know, seeing that in animation, seeing all those creatively designed Spider Men pulled right out of the comics chasing Miles Morales and that intensity behind Miguel, obviously with him like admitting that he's just, he's just a kid who, you know, did it really belong here. Um, That was, that was intense. And that whole sequence was amazing. So obviously I knew you were going to touch that Jared. So thank you for touching on that in detail. Um, I'm going to touch on, I I think like two parts uh, in particular that I really, you know, really really connected with um first it's the interaction between gwen and her father uh if this is like follow this it's toward the end so it's one of the it's their final interaction with each other and her father you know is um resigning as captain so he and basically um you know they hug it out and stuff like that and it's that for me was very emotional. Um, Probably one of the most in, in terms of Spider-Man in terms of um, parent and child and kid interactions. Cause we've seen a lot of them obviously. And, and we, and like just guardians too, with Aunt May and Spider-Man, you know, you have um, fathers, you had the, uh, and Gwen Stacy, inter- out of all the Spider-Man lore between interactions with loved ones, this one hit me really hard because, you know, it was, they were able to make us sympathize for A, the father after, like, you know, because 
obviously we didn't necessarily like the fact that he was going to arrest her, but then you realize that, you know, he, she's better than he ever will be. And that for me was what stuck out the most. And for him to just accept who she is by giving his, and by giving his resignation, letting her take the lead and helping people. That was just really emotional. I was feeling that and the animation during that scene too. I mean, obviously the animation throughout was phenomenal, but like this in particular, the way they were able to capture this with the animation was just great. And I, I, I could go back and watch that interaction on multiple occasions, just on how powerful it was. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's one scene that I want to touch on. Uh, the second big scene I wanted to touch on was absolutely 100% the very final or one of the final scenes um, with Gwen recruiting, recru- uh, excuse me, sorry, recruiting her team for Beyond the Spider-Verse. Uh, that gave me chills. That was, you know, back earlier on when I said, you know, you got to have a good cliffhanger and that will just enhance the movie. Um this is what made the cliffhanger so good in my opinion, because you brought back all the characters that we've seen from into the spider verse, all those beloved characters too. So we have spider ham. Uh, we have spider man, noir. We have, um, obviously from, uh, even though he was in this film as well, you had Peter B, um, which is, you know, the, uh, one of the main Peter Parker's throughout the story with the daughter now uh it seeing and spider-punk and spider-man india seeing all those people together and knowing that they're going to form a team to help miles uh and save the multiverse it's just that was so cool and absolutely made me want to go beyond the spider-verse right away so yeah i just love that i'm trying to think of any parts because there's more obviously that i'll be touching on when i get to the next question but um yeah, I think that's, you know, for the most part, I loved the, yeah, just another thing, speaking of character interactions and loving interactions, uh, Miles and his mother uh, was great. I loved that interaction they had, also very emotional. I did like uh, uh, Captain Stacy and his daughter's interaction a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I just all of those parts and m- many more uh, made me absolutely adore this film. And so, yeah, Jared, any other parts you wanted to add on to? Yes. And I'm really glad you didn't take this because I just remembered Mm. when he was sent to Earth 42 and made that entire effort to reveal that he was Spider-Man to his mom and the reaction of his mom and then transitioning into. And if you didn't see the Earth 42 on the screen, you wouldn't really know what was happening because it did look pretty identical. But then the transition to his uncle, his uncle being alive. And then you finally start to realize, like, this is you know, really bad. This is not good. And him being tied up. And then the reveal of um, Miles with the braids and him as the prowler was just, I was an absolutely chilling scene. I loved that so much. And again, like you said, that cliffhanger, when he had those bolts of lightning on his finger, getting into the chains and he was ready to get, he was ready to fight that. Oh, I was ready for that fight. And then it just, it ended. And oh my gosh, that was, I loved that scene. But honestly, 
I could say the same thing for like every scene in this movie. There were it was just absolutely fantastic. And honestly, I would have to watch it again and tell you right after the movie because it's just I, I I don't know. I'm just hoping to watch this many many more times and really really delve into one of these scenes. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And yeah, that scene uh, was great too. I mean, all, all the scenes, all the scenes were like, you know, quite fantastic. But I mean, specifically when he was going to the to a new universe, which you know was predict. Like I obviously I did see all this coming, like with yeah, him being yeah. set to a universe. But um, and even though I I saw that Miles Morales revealed to, as the Prowler coming like uh, miles away. Actually, that's like no pun intended. My apologies. That was I just did not intend on using that pun. Um, I think that it was you know a epic reveal because it obviously showed that we're going to see um, the Prowler Miles Morales versus uh, the you know our uni- uh, his, uni- uh, his the alternate universe Spider Man um, Miles Morales. So it's you know that's just going to be great. So, yeah. Uh, with that being said, Jared, any characters? I know you kind of touched on the characters, but any characters you want to highlight in particular? I mean, the best character in the movie for me was Miles. He's just phenomenal. I mean, I I I love heroes in general, but heroes they sometimes have their there are times when they're like too much when they're a little annoying but his emotional like journey it feels so genuine everything in the movie from him felt genuine and props to his voice actor as well because i mean to the writers as well they wrote him so well that i mean he's just such a fantastic character that's entertaining to watch throughout the entire thing and with the emotion i mean sorry and with the with the animation very good um uh, little like comment where even like exposition scenes talking like the scene where Gwen was talking with her father it felt like action scenes with the animation it it was so well done and that translates to Miles as well where every scene it was just I was entranced with his acting it was uh, with the voice acting with the writing with the animation just absolutely fantastic and I loved him as a character I mean I could say that just about so many, so many characters. The daughter was very cute as well. I will get that out of the way. The daughter was adorable. Um, but yeah, the, the dad, the mom, both of them were amazing. And I loved um, Miles' quote of, everyone keeps trying to tell me what to do, but I'm, ah, forget, I forget what the quote is, but you know what I mean, right? Yes. Um, yes. I forget what the exact quote is, but it was, it was very powerful when he finally realized that. And it was also like, I'm stronger than everyone. When he came back from like beating all the Spider Men to his, uh, not we not his mom, but it, it, it was he was just a fantastic character. I'm so excited to watch it again. Yeah, so no, I, I totally understandable that you would pick Miles Morales. Obviously, I, and when you said that he's the you know he might be your favorite Spider Man, Jared. Believe me, I mean I I I'm not ready to make that. I like I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. But he would certainly be up there as in contenders because, like, no, he he really uh, carried this movie. He is a fantastic Spider-Man. You can just re- you, you you can you know you can understand what he's going through, and you can like understand you know 
why being Spider-Man is so important to him and what he stands up for as Spider-Man. It's just, it's, he's, you're definitely right when he's one of the best Spider-Man. But um, I was going to touch on two people in particular. I I hinted at this earlier. Um, First, I'm going to talk about Miguel. Miguel was one of the most, I guess I'm going to use the word like, um, bone. Ch- I guess I use the term bone chilling characters uh, I've seen in a Marvel movie. Um, because you know, Spider Man usually every Spider Man we've seen had has like you know this sort of lovable side, friendly neighborhood Spider Man side. Absolutely not in Mo- in Miguel. Um, so y- you can understand what he's trying to do. So like at the, at least this part you can understand. But the way that he is so, like, you know, driven and motivated, he does not hold back against Miguel. And I've already talked to, I don't know why I said Miguel, Miles. He does not hold back against Miles. He rips into him on multiple occasions. He, you know, he is willing to let people die. He's literally said that he, so that, you know, the multiverse could be saved. He has no like remorse really for anything so he just so like intimidating such a different take on spider-man that it was kind of refreshing because like you know all this time we've seen like you know friendly spider-man but seeing this like ominous one now is just really really cool and and his powers too like jared you said he did it like the way he doesn't even use webs it's just, it's totally different and a unique take on a character and this vampire type character that he has. It's just, I loved Miguel and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in the third one. Cause, and Oscar Isaac, I mean, Oscar Isaac's incredible. Uh, Moon Knight, he even played Apocalypse and X-Men. So this is like, in terms of the Marvel brand, his third appearance now. So like, I just, I love Oscar Isaac. I think he's a great actor. And he really brought it with his character. So, um, really loves Miguel. Um, secondly, the spot. Uh, I have not... I've Because I thought about this after the movie. Because the spot was one of the big highlights for me. So, I wanted to make sure I highlighted this. Um, I do not believe I remember a time where I have watched a movie where a villain has went from a totally comedic role like completely funny role like i laughed at him in the very beginning i thought like you said jared that he was going to be a one-off i really did he was going to be taking i thought he was going to be very unserious even the line jared do you remember this when he's a bank and he's like this is my first time robbing a bank don't make uh please don't make this a bad experience for me or stuff like that yes yes exactly because he was he was fumbling and like bread falling out and like yeah, the bread. <laughs> yep. I I was laughing. I thought he was hysterical. I have never seen a villain go from that his his like you know hysterical nature to being this complete oh shit villain. This guy is like gonna mess things up. Like this, that was a quite a character transition for the spot. Um, his powers are insane what you saw him do with the holes 
and him going to like Miss Chen from Venom's universe in live action form and him literally communicating with a live action character. That was just insane to me. That was incredible. And that shot of him after consuming all that energy of him, like basically being one big hole who can like, you know, really mess up the multiverse now and seeing him like rise over the city and that animation completely well done. Um, so now I'm going to go into the bold take and Jared, you probably, I'm given the fact that I know how you feel about this certain character. I'm going to go into the uh, bold take here because we've only had two big villain introductions that could really, well, I mean, minus Wanda, but I'm not going to, cause she, uh, tr- turn good at the end there again or kind of turn good at the end there so I'm not going to count her but even if I counted her uh, the spot would still be better but between Kang the Conqueror and spot I'm going to tell you right now I was more entertained by the spot I absolutely was I think in terms of stakes that the villain brought the spot is better the, I think in terms of entertainment the spot is better and look don't get me wrong I love I love the actor, uh, not the sorry, no, no that was gonna that was gonna be something interesting there that I just said because obviously the, the uh, controversy surrounding Jonathan Majors. So while I don't necessarily support the actor right now, I think the acting and the character itself was great um, and truly made Quantumania. But in terms of villainy and messing up the multiverse, I think the spot certainly has more to offer so as of right now that could totally change once we get to like king dynasty and stuff like that assuming nothing's messed up with obviously jonathan the uh controversy surrounding jonathan majors i truly enjoy this spot i and to be honest i'm not afraid to say right now that i like it more than king in terms of quantumania versus this movie so jared what did you think about that by the way i know that you might have thoughts about that well um I would I would have to think about that for a while. However, one thing I will say is that to me, Spot is a more menacing villain. The yeah. fact is, is that he can travel freely through the multiverse and has absolutely immense destructive capabilities. He can just delete things pretty much, which is ridiculous, ridiculously powerful. And I didn't, and I'm not like joking when i said he's a multiversal threat he is genuinely a multiversal threat he can travel anywhere and he oh my gosh when miles saw the vision of the spot going and trying to kill his dad and the spot saying now i will take everything from you as you have taken from me oh it's just so menacing and that personal attack on miles is a reason why I might agree with you. The spot was a fantastic villain, and I'm so excited to see him next time because I mean, he's he's so unbelievably powerful. He went from a literal joke to probably the strongest villain that we've seen. Yep, it's it's ridiculous, but he was fantastic, and his motivations and the way he carries them out is super menacing and I love it. I love it, love it. So I don't think it's that wild of a take to say that. I loved Kang, but Spot was, he was a different type of villain and I 
liked it. I really, really did. I really liked it. I mean, the dude literally went from getting a bagel thrown at him, which, first of all, I need to rewatch Into the Spider-Verse to see that bagel throw because I'm fascinated behind the, behind the idea of this being a simple, subtle bagel throw as somebody and seeing nothing more and having, like, little did we know that that very scene is literally going to mess up the uh, multiverse. Um, but, yeah, we, we went from a guy having a bagel thrown at him to a guy tearing the multiverse apart, potentially. So, yeah, that alone, minus the comedy stuff, is, like, pretty pretty impressive that, that they went from a simple bagel throw to a multiverse, you know, uh, cr- like, destruction of the multiverse. So that's just an interesting thing I found. But, um, yeah, so that that does it for, like, the uh, certain character moments. But, um, Jared, now we're going to talk about, obviously, there were some cameos. Quite a few, uh, obviously, with all the different Spider-Men. And there were, obviously, ones that stuck out. Um, Jared, did you have any specific Spider-Man cameos that stuck out to you? Because there certainly were some brilliant brilliant ones in there. Well, first of all, I would like to plan a scene where um, the the intercom, this was during the chase, the intercom went out and it was... It was talking about Chase Spider Man, and everyone did yep. the finger point to each other. <laughs> that was very hilarious. true. Yeah. Um, but I would like to. There, there was a couple of Spider Man that I just really liked. First of all, I mean, obviously, twenty ninety nine was fantastic, but I, I, I really liked the like dramatic comic book Spider Man. He was pretty funny. The horse one was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I mean. There were so many, and I bet if you if we when this comes out on Disney Plus because I think it's coming out on Disney Plus when we I hope so I think it is but when when I rewatch it I'll have to look through and see all of these cameos because there were just so 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 many I mean I I did really like the the dramatic Spider Man and there there were a couple other really cool ones that had body armor those were cool. I forget. Oh, there was one Spider-Man that was absolutely massive. He was huge, and he had like a bunch of weapons. And I for I don't know what that is a reference to, but I'm pretty sure it's a reference. That was probably the coolest looking Spider-Man that I saw, and I would probably say that's my favorite. It just looks so cool. I'm actually gonna have to do a little research on that now, but I love that Spider-Man. There was so many Spider-Man in the chase that I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again. And check how many I actually missed during that. Yeah. So I, I like how you touched on um, the horse Spider-Man in particular, because I definitely thought that was quite fun. Um, in terms of, and then the classic Spider-Man, obviously that was good to see. I'm going to touch on like, um, two, like two big ones in particular. And then just overall, uh, the two big ones in particular that I enjoyed was first of all, the T-Rex Spider-Man. I had a blast with that one. That was really cool. And the animation behind that T-Rex attacking Miles, too. Really, really freaking cool. Um, And I love the fact that, you know, we got a dinosaur variant of Spider-Man. I also liked the Lego Spider-Man. So, And I'm surprised you you didn't touch that, Jared. Yeah, I know. I was like, 
Yeah, I was like, you're gonna you're gonna touch on this, aren't you? But no. Um, so I'll touch on it. The Lego Spider Man, coming from a guy who used to love Legos when it when I was a kid and played the Lego Marvel Avengers games, so I got to see that in live action. So so I mean not live action, sorry, but see that in movie form. That was very cool. And the fact that it was like very video game accurate and very Lego set accurate was great. Uh loved Lego Spider Man. Uh, and actually kind of like, like, you know, although he only had like a two second scene, he did have to alert Miguel of the anomaly there. So I thought that was a cool, like it gave him an importance, not just like a spotted character, a spotted cameo. Uh, the overall one was definitely the, any of the live action sequences that we experienced, uh, that involved the cameos. So you had Miss Chen, which I referred to before in Venom. That was great. That was like, what the hell just happened? Uh, you had, um, and Jared, I'm surprised you didn't touch on this either. You had the callbacks to the live action Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire um, in their respective scenes, you know, with Tobey mourning the loss of his uncle and then Andrew holding um, uh, Gwen in his arms that those were seeing that in live action again and like those live action formats i mean uh, in this animated movie was cool and then you had uh that cameo by donald glover who played uh he did he was in the mcu jared i don't know if you remember this yeah, no, of course. In, yeah so spider-man homecoming so it was cool seeing uh him there again obviously as uncle aaron the prowler that was great so all the live action stuff Seeing this live action blend with animation, just mind blowing. And it it's obviously gives us a hint that beyond the Spider-Verse, even in the name beyond the Spider-Verse, probably going to be a hint that there's sure as hell going to be more live action stuff to come as well. So yeah, I, all of those cameos um, just made this film even more of a success. You didn't even need all those cameos to make this film a success, but like given the fact that they were in there just added to my hype of this film. Yeah, any any other characters to add, Jared? I did not realize that the the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man was in it as well. That's right. Yes, that's I forgot I, about it. I yeah. did not realize that. That's kind of that's actually really cool. Um but I mean there there was there was just so many cool ones. And apparently Cosmic Spider-Man also made an appearance in the background, which is very interesting considering that he is like probably equivalent to um spot right now that that's very interesting but i mean i would have to go and watch it again to be honest because i'm looking through this list and there's like it's like a hundred long yeah no it's really really long there were a lot of spider-man in there and i guarantee we missed more than half of them so yeah looking forward to going back and seeing those cameos but um that we missed so we're gonna move on from that we are now going to touch on um, predictions basically for what's next. Because obviously this cliffhanger ending set up what's coming in beyond the Spider-Verse. Um, I, mean, I think I, I speak for I, – I think I could speak for you when I say this is now one of the most anticipated Marvel movies. Like the, it's, it's like really effing big now. So with that being said, Jared – um actually kind of like another two-part question here how how did how hyped are you now in comparison for beyond the spider-verse in comparison to other marvel movies especially the big ones and do you have any predictions that stand out regarding 
the uh, third sequ- uh, the third movie that will eventually be coming. I mean, I I, I would one hundred percent have to say that this is my my most anticipated movie. I mean, the fact that I mean, this is my favorite movie of all time, uh, and that's not like that's not I, I'm that's not a joke or anything. That's it's this might be my favorite movie of all time, and so I if they somehow step it up or even keep it the same it would be fantastic and i do believe that they can if they continue the story on like they do i'm i'm just, i have such high expectations and i kind of want to bring them down a little bit just so i don't get disappointed but i don't think i will be disappointed that's the thing uh, so i mean i couldn't be more excited for this like secret wars and Fantastic Four, probably my most hyped movies. And now this has immediately eclipsed them. Instantly. Absolutely instantly this has eclipsed them. And 100% is my number one most anticipated movie. And it's coming out next March, right? Hopefully. However, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I actually did hear in articles today saying that there's a good chance it will get delayed because of the writer's strike going on. Which, obviously, we haven't addressed that yet, but the writer's strike is, you know, kind of it sucks because the writers aren't getting paid. Yeah, so, no, they should be paid more. Yeah. So I don't Ab- abs- absolutely. No, I don't blame them at all. And obviously, um, I can I can wait. We could all wait in order for the writers to get paid what they deserve. Um, especially because writing, you know, that could, you know, writing a movie is a very tough task, and if you're not getting paid for that, what you should be, that's a problem. So, but yeah, based on what I just said, Jared, I do believe it might be getting um, delayed after reading stuff on it today. And I don't think all the voices have been uh, recorded yet. But um, as of right now, it is next March. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I would be completely fine if I got delayed. If it gets delayed, I don't know, another however many months, and, it, and if it makes it better, I'm fine with that. I mean, and again, the writer thing, we can talk about it more later in another episode, but it's, they do need to be paid more. I mean, they are, they are one of the biggest parts of the movie. Like, it's, it's extremely important and they should not be underpaid for the job that they do because it's absolutely fantastic what they do. Yeah. And if you're out and something that like, you know, has been bothering me when I've been reading comments about this writer strike, if you're out there thinking, oh, well, you know what, this is, this freaking sucks because we we don't get this movie out in time uh be careful when you say that because like you know you have to understand uh the sacrifice that gets put in by these writers to make to make this movie for you and they need to get you know acknowledged more because i mean even just like you know there needs to be more like appreciation for writers in general. And that's coming from a guy that like, you know, literally wants to, um, has loved writing for a while and wants to become an English teacher. But in terms of like writing films, it's a very, very tough task. So yeah, just keep in mind the fact that, you know, these, you know, the, uh, these writers, uh, work their ass off and they're a big part of the movies and they deserve to be paid. So, yeah, just be careful when you're complaining about movies being delayed and stuff like that because it needs to happen in order for writers to get paid. So, yeah, that's just my little uh, thing about that. But, yeah, Jared, anything else to add on about that before we move on? No, I, again, I think I just have to go go back through it and look for it because, I mean, they took them all from the comics. 
And so yeah. I would I would really have to just go back and look through all of them. Yeah. And uh, you did it. So actually, well, I guess I didn't talk about my hype for it yet, but we do have to get into predictions uh, as well. But uh, in terms of my hype for it, I it absolutely beast me to the um, top two most anticipated movies for me. Now, I'm going to be totally honest. Secret, I'm not even talking about Secret Wars. Secret Wars, I don't think is coming out for quite a while, um, even past the current date that it's set. I don't remember what it is, but I think it's coming out. Uh, it's going to be a long time. So it's either Fantastic Four or this movie for me. Um, haven't quite decided which one I'm more hyped for, but in turn, yeah, I mean, this movie is very, very big now. Um, I didn't even think it was going to get this big when I heard that this was a two-parter. It's really freaking big, and I'm really looking forward to um, seeing it. So, yeah, I'm certainly as hyped as hell for it. So, yeah, Jared, but any predictions for this uh, next installment that is going to be coming out eventually? I mean, I could make a myriad of predictions for it, but, I mean, I would say immediately from right when we're starting off, I would say that, first of all, I do think that someone near Spider-Man will die. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's a high likelihood of possibility. And I think that there will be a lot of development with the prowler Miles Morales. I think he's going to be a very important part of the movie. Uh, not just like a minor villain compared to um, the spot. I think he's going to be important. Very, very important. I don't know if he'll stay a villain the entire time. But I know I, I I don't know why I just feel it's very going to be very very important. But I mean, predictions in terms of like characters or like can you give me specifics on what you want predictions of? Or I mean, it was just general, but like you know, certain characters. Yeah, you could do plot point plot points. I know you already touched on the death part, but uh, yeah, just any of that. Well, um. One thing I, I will I, I, I will pose this to you because I'm actually not sure uh, yeah. is the relationship between Gwen and Miles. Obviously, it is it has been constantly a complicated thing to say the least. But I, I really I'm very I'm not confused. But I I don't know how it's going to progress in the next movie. I don't know if they will, you know continue to be friends or if we'll because it's been like that uh in the movies where you know they left off at one point and then my she knew that he she could see miles but couldn't stay friends with him and try to let him down and then he came along and all this stuff happened so i'm very interested to see what happens there and i have no clue what will happen there and then the one thing i am interested to and what i will predict is that Miguel O'Hara will be a an opposing force to Miles for probably the entire movie up until the end when Spot takes the main stage and they all have to band together. That's what I assume is going to happen. Yep. But I think that he is, with what he's seen and the trauma that he's gone through with his wife and kid literally just dying in front of him and his entire world just disintegrating, I think that he's going to be a huge proponent in an oppositional force to try to get Peter, uh, get Miles to get out, like not get to his universe. 
I think that's going to be huge. But I mean, I'm I'm still interested to see how that happens. Yeah. So regarding the um, before I get my predictions, I'll touch on the Miles and Gwent thing because I think that was a good point, and I actually just had like this connection that I want to say. I'm not going to, Jared. I'm assuming you have. Have you finished watching uh, season three of Ted Lasso yet? I haven't. All right. I know you probably were expecting me to just start saying that in this in this episode, but I I, there is a I connection. I wasn't expecting that. I'm only on episode two of it, unfortunately. I haven't been watching yeah, yeah. it very much. But. So I'm not going to spoil anything. And believe me, Jared, this is not spoiling anything. But, um, you know, this that show taught me that non-romantic relationships um, are very special as well in in television and the same goes for movies uh obviously people sometimes want to see people end up together like the the term shipping obviously is very popular has been popular for a little while and that doesn't always happen but um you know it's that show obviously ted lasso for those of you who haven't seen it i would highly recommend it it's a large part of my life now it's it's an amazing show but um it it definitely you know showed me that you know um platonic relationships are very important as well so to answer your question jared about uh miles and uh gwen while i think that there's still a chance that they could be romantically involved i'm not i'm not necessarily going out and ask and believing that they should be considering they have a very strong friendship gwen has already said that like you know he's He's one of her the most important people in her life. Um, the a person that she's um, gone on to be friends with ever since her Peter died. So that platonic, because I mean, obviously, it could evolve into a romantic one, and I certainly wouldn't be opposed to it. But even if they stayed um, solid friends, I would not be opposed to that at all. So to, I mean, and I hope you understand the tech. To, uh, the Ted Lasso connection there because it's again it's um it's actually well you might not you might not get it yet but it's it's something that's relevant because it shows that you know there can, there can be strong friendships there can be like really strong friendships without having to be uh, romantically involved so with that being said while I don't know what's going to happen there I wouldn't be surprised either way and I wouldn't be disappointed either way uh, to touch on predictions real quick uh i like what you said about miguel i, I do believe he's going to turn like into this all out good guy at the end to in order to fight the spot and i believe he's gonna like you know make amends with uh miles i believe that there are going to be uh more spider-man cameos i would even go as far as saying we might see like in their true forms and not through like holograms uh, at least, at the very least, one of the big three Spider-Men between Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and uh, Tobey Maguire. I totally think that that's where we could be headed, um, which I would be totally fine with because, you know, who doesn't love those guys? So, yeah, I have a sneaky suspicion that we might that might be uh, – those might be some of the cameo appearances that we see. In ter- So, yeah, that's all I'm going to touch up for characters. I haven't given it as much thought. I will tell you with deaths, yes, there's going to be a big one. Uh, it, it just it, it kind of has to be. It's not going to be my I, – I will – coming from somebody who, like, 
because obviously Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the marketing made it kind of obvious that, or at least predictable that Rocket would die. That did not happen. Uh, this movie just all out, like, basically could, confirmed that Miles' father was going to die. And while it may seem obvious, I'm just not falling for it again. I, d- I don't think Miles' father will die in the third one. I just simply don't. I probably will not change that prediction either, considering, like, you know, this whole character arc for Miles currently um, is about him going out on his own in order to save his father. And I, I, th- I just simply, since we already know that, like, you know, it's a canon event, I feel like there's something that's going to happen that makes it not a canon event because I just don't see his father dying after it's been like predicted already. So, and like, you know, audiences were made to believe that he was going to die. I don't see it happening. So that's one person who I don't see dying at all. The person that I do see dying, unfortunately is Peter B. Um, That Peter Parker, the main Peter Parker character, uh, which is sad considering he has a daughter. However, and while I obviously hope that he survives, I would not be surprised in the slightest to see him die considering the fact that, like you said, Jared, he's very close to Miles Morales, a mentor to him. He kind of has already fulfilled his role as this mentor to Miles. And I see, I personally see him making a sacrifice to save either Miles, his daughter, uh, both. Yeah, I just I see him as a like he's the um, Drax for me right now in my confidence, and obviously that didn't turn out to be um, true that Drax died. But he's in terms of heading into a film believing somebody's going to die. I do believe Peter B might be on the chopping block, unfortunately. Which he's such a lovable character in my opinion, so I I, I would hate to see that happen. But he is my main prediction for a character death as of right now. Um, so yeah, Jared, anything else to respond to those predictions um, before we wrap up here? Well, first of all, I, I have, I have two things. One thing is yeah. the main point of this movie is that all the Spider-Men are set on the fact that they, that these canon events, they have to happen. They have to happen. And Miles is the only one who's not afraid to, stand up to that thought and actually change something, which is so absolutely incredible. And I love that about Miles. It made his character so much better. And I think that there's no way his dad dies in the next movie because of that. His entire purpose has been to change that canon. And I don't know if it will necessarily became, become an uncanon event. However, with Spot being an influence, it's 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 a it's an absolute wild card because of his very very interesting control of you know teleportation through multiverse. So I, I agree with you that the dad will not die. I think there will definitely be some death in there, but with with his with his emotion that he put into the fact that he's going to do it his own way, he's not going to let other people tell him what to do anymore. It's I just don't find his dad dying in any way. And the other thing I and the other thing is that I wasn't only talking about Gwen's relationship with Miles in a romantic setting. They're in a very bad place as friends as well, considering that Miles felt completely betrayed by every single Spider-Man. And they didn't have time to reconcile before he got back to his not Earth, which was Earth 42. 
And so he most likely still thinks of her as a bit of a traitor in that she did not tell him anything, lied to him. And yeah, in essence, just withheld the truth from him for the entire time and was planning on leaving him completely. So it's it's not only that, it's uh, their friendship as well is very tumultuous. No, well, yeah. Okay, so I understand what you're saying there. I absolutely do. And I actually should have considered that more when I was responding to that. But I will say that, you know, that's something that is going to be overcome. Because I think that, you know, they still, while obviously Miles doesn't necessarily feel um, great towards Gwen, Gwen right now, uh, I feel like there's absolutely still that bond between them. And while it's not showing yet, you know that, like, you know, Gwen is one of the few people, um, my, like, you know, minus his parents in his life that, you know, he has. So I feel like, and once, you know, once they, um, I was mainly talking from a perspective on once they, like, you know, reconcile. Um, but, you know, I do believe, you know, you're, you are right, Jared, that, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that, you know, tumultuous relationship plays out. But, yeah, I, I do think that, obviously, um they're going to find that, you know, they're, they're, um, like, you know, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for care for each other and their, how important they, they are in each other's lives is going to obviously play a factor into them, like, you know, reuniting and forming that strong bond again. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on that. But, uh, yeah, Jared, anything else to add? about anything at all regarding this movie. I mean, honestly, I think we've said enough. Just, I believe like, we have. It's, it's, it is such an incredible movie. And if for some reason you have watched this podcast and have not seen it, I don't know what you're doing, but go and see it right now. It's just, it's, it's just so incredible. Even if you don't like animated movies, because I know that some people don't like animated movies, I believe it will, you will still be blown away no matter what. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think that even if animation is your style, I think you're in for a uh, surprise here because this movie just brought it all, just brought everything to this. So, yeah, and like I said, one of the best um, just Marvel movies I've seen. And, Jared, congratulations on giving this your goal and bother. So this does mean... Yep, so it does mean for the record that in this ended tournament bracket... End of year tournament bracket. Uh, Spider Man will be skipping around, uh, just like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's actually kind of. I think this is the first year where we've kind of had our yeah we've had our golden buzzers back to back here. So, but both movies well deserved. I do have a feeling. I mean, unless some of these Marvel projects coming out shock us, I do, I have a sneaky suspicion we're on a collision course between these two films. But um, yeah, really looking forward to uh that end of your podcast because both of those movies are just great but in terms of this one jared absolutely well deserved i think that you know you made a very very good choice here so uh yeah any other final thoughts no again i think we've said a lot i think you said enough yeah all right well we hope obviously like jared said i've hoped you've seen this movie by now but uh yeah so we've hoped we've hope you enjoyed it we've uh, we hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. We have big things coming up. Secret Invasion is right around the corner, so we'll be getting into that um, throughout the summer. And, yeah, so many more exciting episodes to come. But, uh, yeah, this was a special movie, and Jared, I had a blast 
recording this with you. And yeah, thank you all once again for listening. And we will see you next time. See you next time.